This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the let's be real podcast i can't believe that it is mid-december i was at lunch with a friend today and then i realized oh my goodness next month is 2022 which quite literally freaked me out so i don't know if you guys have come to that realization yet but there you go anyways um this week is such a incredible and full circle episode because one of my closest friends olivia sanabia is my guest. Now, you may know her from Amazon's Just Add Magic or Disney Channel's Cooping Cami, but she is genuinely one of the most talented, hardworking, and driven people I know. And I love this episode, and I hope you do too. Olivia, this is super exciting. Okay, everybody, the Olivia Sanabia is this week's guest on my <laughs> podcast. Hi, guys. I'm so honored to be here. Okay, can I tell you why this is so crazy? The first time we met was, not a lot of people know, I met Olivia when I was interviewing her on a red carpet for BeautyCon mm-hmm. LA in 2018. Yep. And we found this video a few months ago. And the first time we met, we shook hands. <laughs> when 
So why did we shake hands? It was awkward. It was awkward. We were professionals. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> it's just weird because I've never... We Olivia and I have become very close friends since. Mm-hmm. We've developed a friendship, which was kind of out of nowhere. It was. It was out of nowhere. But I think it's so awesome. And now here we are. I We're here. I'm so excited to be here, you guys. I'm such a fan of Let's Be Real. And I'm honored to be here today. Olivia has been... One of the only people in my life, one of my friends besides like my family, that has truly supported me through this. I remember when I was working on the pitch deck for the podcast, I told her when I got the pilot, I remember we were walking around the Grove. Yes! And I was, you've been one of the people because you get it. You get mm-hmm. how much work goes into it. And I've just always really appreciated that and just our friendship. It's we've our, we, our friendship, I'd say, we were friends, but I think the pandemic a little bit. It brought us together. It did. We FaceTime. Over FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've had a long distance friendship, we, mainly over FaceTime. Yeah. I mean, we've lived on separate sides of the country for as mo- the majority of our friendship. Yes. And um, it's just crazy that it's become such a close friendship because we've seen each other like not as many times to equal how close we are. Max 10 times, if that. Oh, yeah. Max. Maybe. I know. Isn't that sad? That's weird. I know. I don't like thinking about that. But we FaceTime more than I've ever FaceTimed anybody else in my life. Really? Yes. We FaceTime at least, if it goes two weeks, that's a lot. That's like a yeah, long that's time. True. You brought me out of my, my shell because like before our friendship, I didn't like FaceTime. I like to have like <laughs> really? phone calls and yes, totally. I was always like, no, I don't like FaceTime. I don't, it's weird. It feels awkward until you really brought me out of my shell. And I was like, you know what? I just got. An amazing friendship over FaceTime. I love that. Yeah. I, re- I remember, so I interviewed BeautyCon LA. It was, I don't know, we need to find that interview. That'd be so funny <laughs> to watch. But then I remember I was doing a piece for Radio Disney and you were on the Disney show Coop and Cammie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing like a behind the scenes and it was a few days later. And I remember you remembered me from the interview. Yes. And then we exchanged numbers. Uh-huh. And then I saw- I complimented your camera. Remember that? You did. I remember that. And then I remember- few months later found out you're in new york and i dm'd you randomly i was like hey like want to see a broadway show (laughs) yeah we saw mean girls and it was amazing you got dinner i know and that's how i think it all started and we barely knew each other i was out in new york and um when sammy reached out i was like oh my gosh i was really nervous to reach out because it was when i was in high schools right when i was going through all that shit that was terrible right and i was like okay let me try and just Put myself out there mm-hmm. and meet some new people. And I remember DMing you. I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. Right. And I and at the time, like, I, I needed some more friendships in my life. And so when you reached out, honestly, I was so excited. And you know when you're on vacation somewhere, you don't like, or I guess it was maybe more of a work trip, you don't expect to, like, I don't know, hang out with people that you don't, you don't know. know there. Yeah. But we had so much fun. We hit it off that night. It I was feel like- weird. That was our first, like, I remember you coming in the restaurant because we got dinner before. Mm-hmm. And it was just like we'd known each other for a really long time. Yeah. And I remember us both being like, wait, this is a little odd how comfortable this is. It was a little weird mm-hmm. because, like you said, we'd only met each other in a work setting two times before. We'd yeah. And they were out. very short. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's so weird when we you have, think like, about it. We have, like, the weirdest... Friendship development story ever. And then we have what, three years now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's crazy. I remember when I saw you, because um, like I said, I was on set. It was so interesting to see your work ethic and see how sets go. And what people don't realize, like Disney especially, it's very glamorized. Right. But it's a set is a lot of hurry up and wait, which is yes, people don't talk about. Right. And I think 
when you're, it's more waiting when you're an adult, but when you're a kid, it's a lot of, um, schoolwork. You know, I, I was still, um, in school. I mean, I'm 18 now, but I was still in school when I was filming Coop and Cammy. So you're not working, you're doing school in the classroom. So I know it's crazy, but, um, I think that's like the question people always have is like, how do you balance school and work life? You have to like, you have, you know, legally you you have to. (laughs) Yeah. So what would you say a average day on set was like for you? Well, we kind of had a weekly schedule because it was a multi-cam show. So that is kind of like a set schedule every week. So Monday we had a table read in school and then Tuesday we rehearsed all day and did school. And then Wednesday we rehearsed again and we had what's called a network run through where we would do the whole show as like a play for the network and they would come and do notes and make revisions. And then Thursday and Friday we would film and we didn't get much schoolwork done on Thursday and Friday. We banked it all on the three days beforehand. So that's crazy to it's think crazy. about your schedule. What was that like? Do you feel like, because I know we've talked about this. I've always felt older than my actual age. And oh, yes. I, I know you have too. <laughs> but what have you ever felt any resentment from not being able to have that, whatever the normal, normal. experience mm-hmm. is? Or is it you just, are you just kind of like me where it's like, I've always kind of not really jived with that? Oh my gosh, exactly. I think that's why we get along so well is because we have that in common. I've always felt a lot older than I am. I've always felt like an adult trapped inside a kid's body. Um, I think I never had any resentment towards not having like a typical childhood or going to regular school. I, to be honest, never really desired it. Yeah. I didn't love it. I went to public school and I didn't love it. (laughs) That's being so honest. And um, I think certain things I just I was never sad about not having a prom or not having a regular graduation or those things I in my own head I was I realized that I was having just different experiences I didn't feel like I was losing out on anything I was just having a different experience you were having so many life experiences right too right and it is an adult world an adult business so I'm glad that I've kind of felt like an old soul on my life because mm. it kind of prepared me for being in an adult business. But no, I honestly am so happy with like not having that traditional childhood. I don't feel like I missed out. And you know, it's really interesting because in our friendship, we don't really talk about work. Really? Mm-hmm. We just talk about whatever. Else. We talk about everything. <laughs> um, but how long have you been working for? I became an actress when I was seven years old. So I've been in this business for 11 years. Okay. So from seven to 11, what were you working on? Was it just show appearances, commercials, auditions, that kind of stuff? Yeah. I just kind of, when I was seven, which is like such a little, little age, um, I just hit the ground running with like commercials and I trained. I, I was really adamant about training. I still am. I think like the best thing anybody can do as an actor is train, like know your stuff, know your craft, fall in love with your craft, you know. You gotta love it. You don't want to (sighs) just, and we're in such a time where so many people are going into acting without the love of it, but just as a money grab in a way. Yes, yeah. That it's very refreshing to see you, you hustle. You Mm -hmm. really do because you love your craft. Thank you. I love my craft. I love acting. And I think I fell in love with it through studying and working with different acting coaches and and being in class consistently, that's how I fell in love with it. And that's what gave me the ability to be resilient through the rejection of this business um, because I love it so much. I love it. It's, I mean, it's my passion. I, I couldn't do life without it. So 
I think you really have to love it. And um, I was grateful for that time of doing commercials and auditioning a ton when I was like, like you said, seven to 11 and making co-star guest star appearances and training. And that that's what I was doing. And then when Just That Magic happened, life was completely different. Uh-huh. Just That Magic happened. I started filming it when I was 11. Okay. 11 to 15, I think. Yeah. What about acting do you love? I always think about this and I think it's living through other people. Like as humans, we get one life and we only get to live through our eyes. And I think in acting, I get to live through the lens of so many different people and have, I feel like I have different life experiences through the characters I've lived through, honestly. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks. And to affect people. I used to go into the movie theater and just be so deeply affected by movies. I mean, I still am, but even as a kid, like the reason I became an actress is because I went to the movie theater and I saw a movie called Ramona and Beezus. Oh my God, we talked about this. (laughs) Yes. Remember when she ran away? Oh my gosh, of course I did. I cried. Traumatizing. Yes. That song, the Taylor Swift song, the I don't know. Yeah, when she's walking up the hill by herself. Oof, it's hard. I know. And she brings the, her mom puts the bowling ball in her backpack because she doesn't want her to leave and she knows it's going to get too heavy for her to carry. (laughs) Yeah, I know this movie like (laughs) Like the back back of my hand. hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was so deeply affected by everything I watched and I was just, I just wanted to make people feel. And that's, those are the two things about acting that I love so much. And then, you later when you in your acting career you fall in love with a set environment and working with the crew but first you have to love acting because it's the bones of the career you know yeah would you say we're in such a divisive world right now where it feels like there's more hate than love do you think by being an actor and getting to go into different characters has made you more of an empathetic person oh absolutely absolutely i think it teaches you um to be a lot less judgmental. You know what mm. I mean? I think yeah. when you do so much research about a character, like I've I've done, you know, a lot of research, whether it was for auditions or for roles on, you know, different subjects, um, like different diseases and things like that, that the character might have. And I think it just teaches you that everybody has a different story to tell and that everybody struggles. And yeah, absolutely. It makes me more empathetic. I think it, it you kind of have to be if you're going to be an actor. That, but that's also a great tool that you have just in life now Yeah, to be able to see something on the surface and then kind of reevaluate, like, is this all there is to it or is it a deeper issue? Oh, yeah, totally. Because we only see people we know. We only see the life that they, they choose to show us. So I think when you get to d- dive deep into a character, you get to see all the stuff that you only know of yourself, you know, all the private moments and all the things they say to themselves. And when you dive into a character, you have to see all of that, what, how they interact with other people, how they interact with when they're by themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? I think we've talked about on the podcast a lot, the highlight reel of social media. Yes. Um, and I know you know how it's affected me a lot and how I've had to just delete the app. Oh, yeah. Quite so many times. What would you say the biggest misconception about you is? Oh, my God. Gosh, Sammy, with the hard-hitting questions. (laughs) Um, Okay, I think on a lighter note, I think I'm a lot goofier than people see. I mean, I think I'm funnier than people see. I agree with that. I I really do. Maybe? I don't know. No, I agree with that. I absolutely do. I'm not saying like, ooh, I'm funny. But no, I just mean that I think I'm a little more relaxed. I'm super chill. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm very reserved. I'm not... 
I feel like I know a misconception about you that people oh, don't know. Go for it. No, I want to know this. <laughs> um, I did not realize how big of a Twilight fan Olivia was. Oh. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the Twilights yet. I know. We need to make that happen. We've been talking about it. I am honored that you've just given me a platform to discuss my <laughs> Twilight addiction. I, You're right. I do. Do people know about this? Um, I mean, like I do post like on the anniversary of when mm, <laughs> I, can't, mm-hmm. I can't even say it. <laughs> I do post, um, you know, the anniversary of when Twilight came out. Okay. Um, if anybody wants to know, I'm obviously team Edward. I've posted a couple TikToks. I do have Bella's engagement ring. Um, <laughs> that's like me. I, that was, I think your obsession of Twilight is like similar to my obsession with High School Musical, like I used to have the T and Troy necklace. Of course. Oh, I always wanted that. Right? Oh my goodness. If Zach put it on me. (laughs) Yeah, that was was what I really wanted. But, I mean, who wouldn't? The necklace too. Was there some, because I haven't seen the movies, was there some equivalent that Edward did that you would want Robert Patterson to do? Um, I, oh gosh. I mean, there's so much. I, I, I know like so many. if he bites many, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is that what vampires do? Well, no. See, I, this is when I wish that you've seen the movies with me, Sammy. Because the whole premise is that he's reluctant to bite her. He doesn't want to change her into a vampire. And oh, um, Yeah. So, I think I love all the quotes from... <laughs> I love all the quotes from the movies. Um, like, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb. And okay. And like... Yeah, all all there's so much good stuff, and then there's like this thing about spider monkey, and I, there's a lot of good. See, quotes. these are all foreign things, to me, but we I really know. need to make it happen. Like we I do know. like a movie marathon. Yeah, I'll tell you now what my favorite. I bet people are gonna agree. Um, my favorite is Breaking Dawn, Part One. Okay, so that's the um, fourth movie. Mm. <laughs> You're in for for a Is long. Is that the first one we're going to watch, or are we oh, going no. chronologically? Oh, no. We must go chronologically. Okay. Um, how many movies are there? There's five. Five. Yeah, I'm trying Whoa. to think of like something I can share with you from the movies that, that I don't want to know. I want it to be a surprise. Okay, okay fair I want enough. It to be a surprise. If they did like a Twilight reboot, oh, would you be into that, or are you kind of sick of reboots? Because um, I feel like I'm a little sick of reboots. But if they ask you to be like, Olivia, would you want to be in a Twilight? I mean, I get where you're coming from with the reboot thing, but no, I am. I would be in to do Mm. a Twilight reboot all the way. Would you say that's your dream character? (laughs) Yeah, that's like my funny dream one. Okay, what about like actual dream? Real dream ones, I guess. I mean, I would love to play Juliet in some adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. You're obsessed with Shakespeare, too. I forgot about that. I am. The obsession is real. Yeah. You have a song called Stars Cross? I do. Very much so inspired by Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I've seen basically every movie adaptation there is. Really? Yes. You want to know what my favorite is? Of course. Have you seen the Baz Luhrmann one? No. With Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes? <laughs> I might have. I might have in school, actually. Yeah. People make you watch it in school, but... I saw that movie for school, actually. I was supposed to watch one of the versions, and I fell in love with it. Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps> he is my favorite actor. I think he's I a genius. Yeah, I think he's a genius. I love him. Of course, young Leo has my heart. I mean, young Leo is young Leo. But, like, as an actor, he, to me, is a genius. Are you more of a visual person? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Because when I, like, study for tests— before I take the test and I'm studying and I look in a book, like in the textbook, I'll remember like the location of the paragraph of the word. But 
<laughs> I won't remember every detail. I'll just remember that whatever information I'm looking for was near that location. That sometimes like clues you in. Do you have a photographic memory? Photographic memory. I think maybe like, like a, a little. little a How little did bit. your test go last night? Oh, it went well. It went well. You guys, Olivia is a sophomore in college, which I, I was not. A, she's just cranking through these classes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was my um, last psychology test. So that was really a great feeling. I'm done with that. Okay, let's transition from psychology to mental health. But first, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about that. I want to hear more about your music. And I know you have some crazy red carpet stories. So let's get into those and so much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. 
she would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Mental health can be especially tough for so many this time of year. How is your mental health? It's pretty good. Good. It's pretty good. This time of year is really good for me. I you love, love this time of year so I much. I do. I do. Honestly, like there's just something inside of me that like gets an immense amount of joy from it just being the holiday time. I remember in August, <laughs> you're like, I'm so excited for the holidays. I was like, slow down. I know. Yeah, I know. Basically, I just try and get through Thanksgiving and uh, Halloween. No, I'm just kidding. I love those too, but- the goal of the year is, is. to get to Christmas. Well, okay, what about after Christmas? After Christmas, I love a new year. I love a fresh start. You're right. And then and you then, have Valentine's Day. Right? Always makes me a little depressed because every oh. year I'm like, oh, maybe next year. And then it just never comes around. <laughs> We're young. We're, We're young, young, Sammy. We really are. We're we can young. be each other's Valentine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We need to do our holiday. Um, I know. I have every your present in the car. Stop it. Okay. Yes. Mine hasn't come yet. It's ordered though. <laughs> so I will ship it to your house. But oh. every, like for the past two years, mm-hmm. Olivia and I have been doing this gift swap. Yes. Where we send each other like, like a holiday per, like, presents. Holiday presents. And it's so much fun. Like it's I so love fun. getting creative with it. I know. Last year, because I mean, we obviously weren't together. So 
we sent each other these like boxes. I, you decorated it yes! too. It was so fun. I had so much fun putting it together. I know. I I have written notes whenever you, I haven't told you this, Olivia, over FaceTime for like the past eight months. Uh-huh. Anytime you say something, I write it down in my notes section. I do this for like people close to my life. What? So I like remember these things so that for the gift, I can kind of put it together. These like little things you've said in the past. That's genius. Yes. I think I remember you did that because Sammy is an <laughs> excellent gift giver. That's like, like a little fun fact people don't really know. Excellent. Like so good. Last year you were telling me everything you were getting for your family and I was amazed. Oh amazed. yeah. Didn't I tell you to get your sibling um to adopt the... Yes. Like, or to get the star... Yes. Or no, you told me to get them um, to adopt like an animal online. Oh, oh yeah. The and then it gives donation to wildlife. the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I remember that. I was like, that was a good idea on my part. It I was a one. great idea. And I totally ended up using it. I, I mean, guys, Sammy, for your gift giving needs. You know what? I say <laughs> Olivia should make a cookbook and I do a gift guide, gift giving book. And then we can like bundle it. That sounds great. I know. Yeah. Okay. A cookbook slash gift giving guide like all in one book is this like a perfect idea i think it is you can self-publish on amazon okay let's do it i mean i'm something that has it's so weird to me that it's almost 2022 oh i know it's like we're coming to the end of season three i know guys i'm such a fan it hasn't it been an amazing season Oh my god, Olivia! It, uh, honestly, this has been my favorite season. I loved them all, but this has been my favorite. Really? Yes, totally. See, Olivia has been one of the OG listeners. <laughs> <laughs> OG, but I, like I have been. Sometimes it can be very overwhelming to do the podcast while being in school. Of course, and um, Olivia has just always like whenever I get stressed, she, she just like she's like no, like you're doing it, like you're doing a great job, and your support has just always literally meant so much. Same. Thank you, Sammy. I mean, Sammy is maybe the most supportive person that I've ever met. Like, she's always cheering me on. And the definite, I always say that Sammy's the definition of a true friend. So I'm lucky. <laughs> I love our friendship. No, me too. It came out of the most random place, too. It did. Is this your first podcast? Um, I think it might be. Podcast oh my gosh, my debut. Your debut. What's a question you've never been asked before that you're like, oh, I wish someone would ask me this. Um. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Because I, I, I was, I was doing. By the way, it's very weird to do research on your friend. I like. I was like. <laughs> I was like. I was trying to be prepared, but then I was like, you know what? I don't really know if I can how much I can do this because it's weird. Because like <laughs> so I weird. know you personally, uh-huh. and it's very interesting to see the way like the media. Mm-hmm. Like I see the, you've done these interviews. It's very much these surface level. Like, right? How's it going? And you know, talk about this and very much surface level stuff. Do you ever wish you when during those conversations? People would, I don't want to say treat you more human, mm-hmm. but ask more questions that weren't just about promoting a project. Yes. I mean, I totally understand where people are coming from. Of course, from. it's a business. Right. Of course. But yeah. as a human. Yes. I think when I listen to your podcast, it does feel so human and so authentic that it makes me um, more aware of the way I answer questions. More aware like of- Like less media trained, would you uh, say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a time and a place for that, of course. Of course. But um, I think your approach to your podcast is so <laughs> real <laughs> and um, true to yourself and honest. And um, honestly, it's given me a new perspective on 
the way you interview people, the way people respond to you when you interview them. Like, I feel like you have this way of opening people up just naturally. It's true. Like, it's all so conversational. And that's why I always tell Sammy she has such a gift for it. And it's just, you feel relaxed when you're with her because interviews are scary sometimes. When I, on the few times I've been on the other side, I feel weird. Right. Because it's like you don't have control over uh, what people are saying. Totally. I've been asked some weird questions before. What's the weirdest question you've been asked? <laughs> I think I may have told you this once before. I was on a red carpet and like it made sense kind of. Okay. But I was asked if you were to have a dino- dinosaur rock star, what would be its name? Hmm. It was It was at a premiere. Was it like a dinosaur move? It was. It was. But still, and I honestly, (laughs) I came up with the worst response. What was, I I think everybody would. My brain just, I I couldn't think at all. I was like, well, what would be a dinosaur rock star name? And I think I said like (laughs) T-Rexana or something like to do a play on Rihanna. I have no idea. I was also like 11. Or Nirvana. It could have been Nirvana. Yeah, right. That could have gone either way. Right. So true. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that a weird question? What is it like being on a carpet? Because I used to cover them for Radio Disney. Yeah. And they were so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Just being there. And I can't imagine on the other side because it looks very glamorous when you see the Instagram photos. But it's kind of chaos. And I don't think people, a lot of people realize that. Oh, it's so chaotic. I think. Is it not stressful? It is stressful sometimes. I think. If you're feeling great and you feel your best and you feel that you look your best, it's fun. I think if you can get out there and just like have a good time with it, then it's fun. But other times it gets super chaotic and um, people yelling your name. Right. And weird interview questions like that one that make you think, have to think really hard. But for the most, for the most part, I really enjoy it. I think if you do too many in a row, it gets exhausting, but I don't want to take it for granted because it's so fun. There's one dress she wore one specific time that I always Ooh. tell her. It was the, I think it was the Dumbo, the Dumbo premiere dress. Oh, thank you. I remember when I saw that, I was like, that one I love. Olivia popped off. <laughs> thank you. No, I do. I did love that. For those who don't, it was like a, it was like a ball gown. It was. It, it was, was a, a ball, gown ball gown that like went to like a little below my knee. So it went out far, but it didn't go to like the floor. But it was very poofy. It was very, very poofy, but that was the coolest premiere ever. Really? I saw. Angelina Jolie there. Stop it. Yes, she was. Movie fangirled over. Oh, her for sure, because She's she genius. pulled over, um, she pulled aside one of my castmates from Coop and Cammy and told him that their family watches our show. Isn't that the craziest thing ever? I freaked <sighs> out. I freaked out. And um, that was a fangirl moment. I met Tori Kelly oh my on goodness. the red carpet and started crying. Uh-huh. And I don't do that. And I think I was just overwhelmed because she's been such a light in my life and her music really speaks Ugh, to me. I know that feeling all too well. Right? It just, I, I was it, like, where are these tears coming from? It's it's like you can't help it. And you know, like when you're in the industry, like I don't get fangirled over often because like everyone's human, you know? Right. But like there's, I'd say three people that I would actually possibly lose my shit over. Okay, tell me. Lynn. Of well, of course. Talked about multiple times. We're like still manifesting. Yes. Michelle Obama and Oprah. Oh, great picks. Like I know they're so, I know they're human, but they're so 
those are like answers to who would you want to have lunch with, um, like dead or alive, that kind of yeah, question. That's good. Those are good names. It's just I think I don't think I I don't know if I'd fangirl over them, but more so over their brilliance. Of course, of course, and what they've done. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. Something that I really want to talk about is Olivia has the most beautiful voice. Oh my gosh. Thank She'll you, post Sam. these like covers on TikTok and I'll text her. I'll be like, Olivia, <laughs> See? that was so good. Supportive friend Sammy, always cheering me on. No, but every time my mind is just blown. Like I know you have a beautiful voice, but it's just like you said you did Eleanor Rigby and I was like, oh my goodness. Thank you. She popped off. Thank you so oh. much. What are your thoughts on TikTok? Because I... You want to know something really interesting? Yes. So I haven't been on TikTok much. Okay. And I've noticed. Good for you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's, I know I shouldn't be proud of that, but I am. <laughs> no, um, that is something to be proud of. My time span has gotten, like, time attention span uh-huh. has increased so much. Watching YouTube videos when I was on TikTok felt too long. Yes. And ever that. since I've been off, I can, like, my attention span is so much longer. Ever since you've been off of ever TikTok. Ever since I've been off TikTok. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad for the attention span. I know. I find myself like not being able to sit through certain things now. I'm like, oh, I need to retrain my mind. It's really rough. I I saw this. Olivia knows I'm obsessed with the news. Um, but I saw this thing where the CEO of Instagram was asked questions because, you know, studies came out about how Instagram can be like negatively af- affect uh, teen girls, like mental health and body right. image. And there definitely should be legislation. I don't know if you saw the social dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um But it's very interesting, especially like on a large scale, because you have a pretty substantial amount of followers. How have you navigated that with also staying present and saying and not compare yourself? Because it's so easy to, like we said, people just post a highlight reel. Oh, my gosh. It's really tough. I definitely struggle through that of trying not to compare. And I think um, gratitude is the best way to combat comparison. But I mean... That doesn't always happen. Like, Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's a daily thing that you constantly have to remind yourself. You have to consistently say, hey, you know what? I'm going to try and um, just be grateful for what I have and try not to compare. But like I said, like that doesn't always um, it doesn't work. always work sometimes. <laughs> no, and it's hard. And uh, you have to consistently try and do that. But I think also a great way to um, not deal with those things or to kind of lessen the pain is to try and get off of it. I know Mm -hmm. it's hard. Like, believe me, I'm on it all the time more than I should be. But, um, I think that's one guaranteed way to kind of get rid of those pressures, um, is to try and do other things. And I, when I found other hobbies and dove further into my work, I feel better. You know what I mean? Like more assured within yourself. For sure. Yeah. And I think gratitude also means reminding yourself of like, positive affirmations about yourself. Like, hey, I'm grateful that I do this and I'm kind to people or whatever. You know, those kind of things. Yeah, I've been trying to work on that. I was showing her. (laughs) I know what you're about to say. (laughs) Last night we were FaceTiming and I showed her um, the final project I did for my class that I directed. Mm -hmm. um, And Olivia gave me a very nice compliment and I immediately rejected it. She she shut me down. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, we need to work on this. And I was like, you're right. Well, but like, I feel like it's not just you. Everybody struggles with trying to be proud of their own work and you work so hard and I can clearly see that you should be proud. But of course, when it comes to talking about yourself, I think we're all our own worst critic. Yes. Like I can be so mean to myself. (laughs) I know. It's so bad. And I've been trying so hard to not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like that's not talked about because I go through these things of, I was talking to my cousin about this a few months back and I was saying how like I am my biggest obstacle. And he said something that kind of really intrigued me. He said, well, that's kind of nice that you know how to overcome you. And if that's your biggest obstacle, then you can do that. Wow. And I was like, you're right. Cause I have the power to change that. Totally. Takes work. Takes a lot of takes work. Takes a lot of work. Daily work. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's when, even if you're mean to yourself, it's letting that go. And yeah. just being easier with yourself. Because at the end of the day, we're all we have. Absolutely. I'm definitely my own worst critic. And, and there's almost like some kind of <laughs> relief in that sometimes. Where if I'm, if I'm happy with something I've done, then I know that I should be proud of that. Because yeah. I think when you put yourself, um, you give yourself such, such high expectations and standards, when I finally am happy with something I've done or worked on, I'm like, dang, that took a lot of work to get there, <laughs> right? Yeah. If even my, I, I'm proud of myself. Dang, that's kind of like my barometer of, of that I worked really hard for that. Does that make sense? Like, for sure. Okay. Do you, do you know what's really interesting? I'm just like kind of analyzing our friendship right now. Mm-hmm. And anytime we try and like talk about the other person, we both try and like. <laughs> no, no, you. Like, no, no, you. Like, I'm like, tell me about this. You're like, no, but let me hear about you first. And we like don't want to talk about ourselves. So true. We really do that quite a lot. We need to work on that. We do. We do. I feel like we've gotten better since yeah, the beginning of definitely our. Definitely yeah. have. It got to the point, guys, where it was like, we like. Couldn't even start the conversation because we're like, no, let's talk about you. Like, it, that still happens. It, it does, but not nearly as much. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like we're more comfortable just talking to each other. True about ourselves more. Yeah, and what's and because we talk often, it's like there's not even that much to update each but other it, on. No, because it's not superficial stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Most of the time. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, we have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about your new song, Evergreen, and your song from last year, The Train, one of my favorites. I also want to talk more about you growing up in the business, our friendship, social media, and much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I know it's hard to accept compliments. Oh, dear. But... Oh no. <laughs> but you are truly such a hard worker. 
and you inspire me. And for people that don't that don't know, Olivia releases a beautiful song that she wrote herself called Evergreen. And last year she wrote and released a beautiful song called oh. The Train, which I am obsessed with. And something that a lot of people don't know is not only did you write it, mm-hmm. but you also made and edited the lyric video yourself. <laughs> you have edited multiple things. You are people a lot for a lot of people. It's a big team that does things. Mm-hmm. Olivia does it herself. Um, and it is so inspiring because sometimes we can all get trapped in our own head mm-hmm. of thinking, well, I don't have this, so I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But you are also a true definition of if you want to do something, just do it yourself. Thank you. And that's really hard to do to start and something and put yourself out there. But I just want to say that. And I think your song Evergreen is so beautiful. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you for you did the you did the cover art. Um, you did the lyric music video. And I just want to acknowledge that because you work so hard. Thank just, you. Oh my God, you're saying thank you. You're so, Good I mean, job, Olivia. No, I, I really, I really do appreciate that. Like if I want to be, you know, one thing as an actor, aside from hopefully being a good actor, I want to be just hardworking. So I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's maybe a misconception as well. Like, yes, I'm an independent artist and I do most of it myself. I wrote the song. Um, I had an amazing producer who did, who produced it for me, Isaac. And yeah, you're right. It was a lot of work, but it's a lot of work. That means a lot. Thank you. Sammy has always been so supportive of my music. I sent her um, my new song, Evergreen, before it came out because she wanted to hear it. And I was like, I was having a bad day and I was telling you about it. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to send you this. I won't sh- you can't show anyone. Yeah. And, okay. I, I, and Sammy knows I'm like super. She like, won't send anything. And yeah. That, huh? She won't. Yeah. <laughs> she, until like you're like we were both perfectionists. So yes. unless it's like to our standards. Correct. Yeah. It, yeah. If If I'm like. I don't know. I think a couple things need to be changed. Then I won't show it. But Sammy was in need of a little bit of distraction that day. So I was like, you know what? Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Just listen to it. Take it. Take it. Take it. But um, that's really kind. Thank you, Sammy. I mean, this girl right here. Can I brag on you for a second? Okay. Yes. I'm not going to get your permission. Oh, um, it's okay. Then, you I know. mean, you guys listen. You guys know what an incredible podcast this is. And I always say that Sammy's a visionary. I think she has such a view of how she can contribute to the world and how she can contribute to um, people our age and helping them have a voice and helping stand up for people. Uh, I think she has such a clear vision of how to be an authentic person. Um, I just think she's incredible. She's an amazing friend. Anybody that is lucky enough to be her friend knows that. And I'm just very grateful for you. She's incredible. Meanwhile, she's also a student. And so is are you. So I, okay, but like, you're incredible. I'm just, I just am very this grateful. Is, this for is you. what our, fa- our FaceTimes are like a lot of the time. We'll try and compliment each other and just be <laughs> so like, stop. Yeah. No, I'm complimenting you now. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the conversations. <laughs> We've talked about this, but just like being in a young person in the industry, especially that's, so male dominated Mm -hmm. it's so hard to find like-minded people Mm -hmm. and I'm so beyond grateful because our friendship formed so naturally it wasn't forced Mm -hmm. um and I feel like we've also just been there for each other in a weird way even if it's just over FaceTime right and we have like not the same career but we understand 
what the other person is doing and going through and because they are so similar. That's been super helpful, I will say, because not a lot of people know the process of pitching a show of hoping to get renewed, to do, you know, to do all of that. Yeah, waiting to hear on the next season. Waiting to hear on the next season for each episode. And I think you've been a very good person for me to talk to because you've always, it's very easy to lose sight of how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just very much appreciate how much you've just been like, this is an accomplishment. You need to recognize. Yeah. That. And celebrating. I think we always remind each other like, hey, this is actually an incredible thing. I think you're caught up in the moment. You don't realize that we this is awesome. That. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like celebrate yourself. I think we both do good at reminding each other of that. Like this is actually a big deal. I know you're caught up in the moment and it all might be stressful, but like celebrate this. Yeah. Right. And we got each other. We got each other. <sighs> This love fest right here. I know. <laughs> Olivia, I, okay, first of all, make sure you follow Olivia on social media. Make sure you follow Sammy as well because <laughs> she has great content. Gorgeous, gorgeous content. That's the thing. I've been trying, I go back and forth. I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh, I should post. And other times I'm like, I can't. It's the struggle. It's so stressful. It's an ongoing struggle. I know. Because you're thinking of it as a business. Of course. But at the same time, we're both teenage girls. Yeah. And it's also like interacting with um, friends and fans is so cool. So I think when I think about it through that lens, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do want to post. I do want to share things because um, I don't know. I just want to I want to use my platform. So it it is that mix of like, I don't want to post on social media, but which I totally get because social media. It it can be icky sometimes. It is really icky sometimes. You're smart because you're not on Snapchat. I'm not. Nope. I think that is Can't why you it. are so mentally clear. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think so. I've only heard, uh, you know, stories about Snap scores and all that good stuff. And when people ask for my Snapchat, I'm like, sorry. I remember I did, like, when we went with some Mean Girls. And you're like, I don't have a Snapchat. And I was like. You thought it was so weird. No, I didn't. I was like, this is kind of nice. I kind of oh, like it. Okay. It's like, cool. Yeah, I remember. I think like borrowed your phone to use the filters because back in the day when <laughs> Snapchat <laughs> filters were good. Right? Didn't I? Remember the dog filter? Oh my gosh, yes. I just liked the like. <laughs> I feel like Snapchat is one of those, com- like the most unnecessary social media platforms. Like yeah. it just does more harm than good. I agree. Do you remember the flower crown filter? Oh, <gasps> do you remember the um, the unicorn and when like you open your mouth, like yes. a rainbow tongue would come out? Yes, yes. That was See, so This was fun. like 2016 mm-hmm. when it was actually like good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We don't need Snapchat. No. Get off it. No, it's so true. There's plenty of other social media platforms. Exactly. Ugh. Sometimes I wish we lived in a world where there was no social media. Oh my gosh, all. me too. I feel like it'd be all the time. Right? All the time. And it, things were based on your talent instead of followers. Absolutely. Olivia and I have talked about this, but I can't imagine how frustrating it is to not get a role or to not be considered because of a lack of followers and it's not about talent when it should be about talent. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. It's it is. It is. I know you know this, but like I understand it. I understand the business, business side. side, but um, you know, I think actors were just such fragile people. <laughs> you know? We can't deal with that. <laughs> we're so sensitive. As an artist. As an yes, the an artist, artist in me. Yes, I can't deal with that. No. I'm just kidding. But no, I think that, again, that's back to, like, the craft thing. Like, you gotta love the craft enough for all that to be worth it. Yeah, I feel that. Right? Um, If you're ever wondering what our conversations are like, um, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is our friendship in a nutshell. Uh-huh. Um, go listen to Evergreen. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, And Olivia, 
this year finally on the podcast. It's I know. it's about time on my favorite season, and now I'm a part of it. I'm so excited. I love that. Is it sub? Do I say like I want to say like subscribe to your pod? Is that what I say? Is that how you su- like subscribe to a podcast? Yeah. Okay, everybody, subscribe to this podcast, please. It's if you amazing. made it this far and leave a comment, uh, a green emoji for evergreen. That's love how it. we'll know you've made it through. Yeah. Let's pick a specific one, like a green, like the green tree. How about a green tree and a green heart? Love it. Love it. Perfect. We're going to know. We're going to know. (laughs) Also, if you do that, comment that both on our Instagram posts. And that's how we will also know. Yeah. I'd love to see that. We're kind of having a little secret code. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'll reply to whatever comments. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Let's do it. Ooh, love this. Olivia, (laughs) thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Sammy. Such a pleasure. This was a long time in the making. It was. I'm glad we did it. I know. Me too. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Olivia, I love you so dearly. And thank you so much for coming on Stream Evergreen. She's worked so hard on it. Um, And it's such an incredible song. And also listen to The Train. Follow her on all her social media. Instagram, Olivia Sanabia. TikTok, Olivia Sanabia. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and follow me on Instagram at it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And I will see you guys next week. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.